0: Jamie make us proud
1: I will do don't you worry kid <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's for you, the intro. <laughs>
1: absolutely not hello everyone and welcome back to episode 144 I believe of the knowing is that right yeah I think that's right uh of the knowing wheel podcast and we are here once again I'm introducing this video because uh my colleague Matthew is uh feeling under the weather um which is a bit rough for him but we move and, yeah, how are you doing today, Matt?
0: I feel like death, Jamie. It's, it's no other way of describing it to you. Um, I, I don't know why I got called Matthew for a change, but <laughs> I'm, I'm liking the formality you know. of the show.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And we're here to preview, of course, the Deleon Grand Prix. But before that, if you are watching this on Matt's main channel, uh, as of three races time, that's crazy, 2024, uh, this podcast will be moving solely to its own YouTube channel, knowing Wheel which you can find linked in the description. And so if you want to watch the podcast uh, next year, you'll have to do it over there. So please go and subscribe now. We're trying to beat my own personal YouTube channel, which hasn't been uploaded on in, in two and a half years. Um, I can't be bothered to go and check, but we're going to say we're catching up. So yeah, thank you for the support over there on the podcast channel. And uh, yeah, please go and subscribe if you're watching on the main. But we will get straight into it. And Brazil this weekend, another sprint race, which we were talking pre-show, we're not we're not hugely fans of the frequency of sprint races towards the end of the season um but yeah how how are we feeling about the friday quality, saturday sprint day and sunday grand prix
0: well i completely forgot it was friday qualifying first of all again so thank you for Great, that reminder there you go <laughs> um yeah i mean we like we said we, we spoke about this pre-show we, we don't mind it's like we, we understand sprint races is aren't exactly a necessary evil, but kind of are now in Formula 1. We we don't hate them, but can we spread them out a little bit more evenly next year? F1, please? Because three mm. and four Grand Prix is too much. We The, the podcast can't cope.
1: <laughs> Especially when it's at the back end of quite a dead season. Yes. It's just like we can barely be bothered watching Grand Prix at the minute because we know Verstappen's going to win by lap two. So, the fact we've got three extra races shoved in there for Verstappen to win, it's like great. Um, although Piastri did win the most recent sprint race didn't he, in, in Qatar. No, Kota. Uh, no, it wasn't. No, <laughs> Cota. I'm forgetting which is which now. Oh, it's That's so bad, isn't it? Been. I mean, it is yeah.
0: effectively, obviously, because they're one third Grand Prix distance. Effectively, we've had an extra Grand Prix thrown in inside the space of the last month. So it means what yeah. we've had five grand prix in five weeks it feels like plus all these extra qualifying sessions and all this that and the other yeah um but yeah obviously as jamie mentioned you know the fact that obviously verstappen won the title at the start of these three sprint (laughs) weekends it it does just feel a little bit like busy work doesn't it at the moment like Mm. i'm not saying of course because don't get me wrong obviously i still enjoy watching them but it, it is kind of that thing of you know when when yeah you know like I I see my grandparents on a Friday plus and they go oh, you know are they are racing this weekend and they go and last week I went um yeah this weekend we've actually got a normal race and they were like wow and I went do I really feel that negatively towards them that I'm happy that we're getting less Formula One action for a weekend for a change?
1: I guess it's just a bit malmanageable, isn't it? But um yeah, and I think the problem the problem you see in in places like Kota, for instance with the sprint race being pretty dead, it, not only is it not entertaining in itself, really, it also just ruins the first stint, or the arguably the full race distance, because the engineers have a full race, a, f- a third race, sorry, to work out what they're doing with the full race. So, yeah, it's interesting. I, I do hope they change the format. I feel like they will change the format. I have no idea what they could change it to, but just do something a bit mad.
0: Well, we've discussed it before, haven't we? Sort of this whole sprint race, and yeah. the thing is, at the end of the day, it is a gimmick. Like yeah. we we all understand it's a gimmick, but Formula One don't want it to look like a gimmick.
1: No, no, not so. At all.
0: We're kind of there in this horrible middle ground where, obviously, understandably, obviously, the teams are taking it very seriously as they should be, but it's it's a gimmick thrown in for entertainment. Yet it's not very entertaining because effectively it ruins the main event which should be the important bit I mm. still think they either need to I, I reckon absolutely the first way to go with it is it becomes a separate championship at the end of a season you have a sprint race champion Um, won't obviously count as an official Formula 1 world championship can't have Max having what 5 now already <laughs> Um, but wouldn't make, Bottas have won it in 21 I, I believe so rather <laughs> staggeringly. Outrageous. Bottas would be a world champ, but he would also be a world champion with like seven points to his name. Yeah. Um. But make it its own championship and make it a bit more crazy.
1: Yeah. I think I like the idea of one by one qualifying in, in championship, championship order. Yeah, in actual championship
0: yeah. order. Yeah.
1: Yeah, which only gets screwed over if it starts raining halfway through. Or, um, on the
0: contrary, if it stops raining halfway through.
1: Yeah, that'd be very funny. You get... Liam, not Liam Lawson he wouldn't come back into a seat but uh, who is it Logan Sargent that's the one on pole position
0: we'd love to see it we'd love to see it but I mean you know kind of the best example we've got of that I think was 2002 I want to say the French Grand Prix which is an absolute throwback um, but it left both Minardis on the front row of the grid after first qualifying they got screwed over in the second qualifying we won't talk about that uh, and then Joseph <laughs> Stappen didn't have enough fuel anyway but you know it could have been quite interesting you know because don't get me wrong I think in a six race championship like looking at it this year have we had any qualifying sessions that were changeable sprint qualifying sessions that were changeable conditions I don't believe we have have we was Belgium was Austria Belgium Belgium qualifying was the Austrian sprint race was yeah if I remember correctly so even if you've only got six or seven sprint races, it's not a bad thing to have, to have one, one of them. that's quite crazy. That's, but yeah, that's yeah. kind of the point of it anyway. You know, it's yeah. like MotoGP, for is- example, this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was speaking to someone who's a big MotoGP fan, and he's kind of said, you know, because they do it every race weekend. And he kind of mm-hmm. said, you know, the riders hated it at the start of the year, but now they've kind of embraced it. But it's also because MotoGP is far more action-packed. In Formula One.
1: Yeah. You don't need to try hard to get overtakes in most GP. That's um,
0: okay. I, I know what you mean, <laughs> but I think not trying hard on a motor. Well, GP no, no. Bike like, is, yeah.
1: the, rules, the rules don't need to be bent to create no, overtaking. No, exactly. Because it happens naturally, because the bikes are obviously so small. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I like the idea of the one by one quality in reverse order because it kind of. Obviously, the teams would never agree to do reverse grids by no. championship order because no. it's just too wild i think the idea of doing the one by one quality kind of it naturally pushes reverse grids or some element of giving the bottom teams an advantage in quality without it being super gimmicky
0: well it's what formula e does or did i believe for quite a few seasons and it was kind of felt like it was a fair enough balance that the the worst teams of course, because Formula E is a lot more... Homo- I mean, Formula 1 now is very homologated, actually. So the worst teams had a small enough advantage, but it was felt like at most venues it was enough that the drivers can make a difference. And that's kind of what you yeah. want, isn't it, from this?
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's also that, that idea of one-shot quality, which is great whenever we have that in F1. So Yeah,
0: it, it gives yeah. every team more time on TV. Yeah. Because effectively, obviously, you get... One so obviously what basically you know how one shot quality used to work was obviously driver goes out starts their lap and after they've started their lap obviously the next driver goes out so obviously they're trundling around as the drivers completing their fast lap effectively each car probably gets about a lap and a half of TV time which is well worth it well worth it yeah
1: for sure I feel like everyone everyone wins we should we should work for the FIA
0: I think we should (laughs) start a coup and take over the FIA. I yeah, reckon we, we take the FIA by force. So we're going to fix Formula One, ladies and gentlemen. Drop us a follow if you want us to fix Formula <laughs> One.
1: Um, yeah. But anyway, that, sounds, we, that was a bit of a rant about sprint races. But we, we've Brazil, done a good rant, yeah. Yeah, Brazilian Grand Prix does have one this weekend. Of course, last year was uh, a bit of a crazy um, qualifying on Friday night. And the rest of the weekend was quite mad as well. But of course, we had the uh, changeable conditions and Kevin Magnussen ended up on pole position. Or sprint pole back then. I don't. Was it real pole? It was, I guess it was real I pole.
0: think technically it didn't count as real pole, but yeah.
1: And then it all fell apart from there because he got but taken out on that one of the real race of the race. Points, yeah, points in or a point I think in the sprint race. Um, yeah, and obviously George Russell got his first and as of right now only Formula One win uh, in both the sprint and the GP. So yeah, Lewis Hamilton made it a Mercedes one two. Which, if he hadn't crashed into Max Verstappen, he would have won the race. Uh, Max Um, crashed into him. We
0: we spoke about it at the time, (laughs) but yes.
1: And then, uh, yeah, it was a Red Bull off weekend. Could we see it again? Sixth and seventh place behind Alonso's Alpine.
0: I don't think... Because I think the thing was, wasn't it, was of course that Brazil, for whatever reason, and I don't know how many times we say this on the show, but we are not aerodynamicists or anything (laughs) like that. Um, Brazil last year suited the Mercedes Zero side pod concept for whatever reason. I, 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 I'm not even convinced to this day Mercedes really know why exactly. Mm.
1: Um, well, they got fooled into well, they got fooled, Exactly. They yeah. thought,
0: well, we got a chance now with this package and obviously it didn't quite work out for them.
1: They don't race it into Lagos every week. So. No,
0: exactly. Um, I'm not convinced. I, I think Mercedes will might be second best and I think they might be close to Red Bull but I'm not convinced it'll be close enough. Plus if I'm not mistaken two fun little stats for you Jamie. Of course Brazil is still the only track to have hosted a sprint race every year. It does mm. actually reliably give a decent sprint race so far. Yeah, It's also a track that Max Verstappen has never won at People That's not he... true. Is he not? I didn't think he's ever. Oh no, he won in 2019, didn't he? Sorry, <laughs> ignore me. That's a useless stat, then, isn't
1: it? He, should... he also would have won in 2018 if Ocon hadn't taken it. Well, oh no,
0: he took himself so... out on Ocon's front end. But yeah, um... 2019,
1: he mugged off Lewis twice in the race. In what, one like Lewis in 2021? Well, nice engine. <laughs> nice um... rear wing, illegal. Lewis is used to racing with a legal car now, so... <laughs> I Fair guess. enough, okay. Uh, <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> yes. But this, actually, speaking of just how ridiculous Red Bull are, they've <laughs> they've only lost one race since losing this race last year.
0: Yeah, mad, isn't it? And a sprint race. Which is race insane. In the process. And a sprint race. Yeah, yeah. They, they've only lost the Singapore Grand Prix since not winning. And the fact that Ferrari had... Oh, no, Ferrari won in Singapore, didn't they? The fact yeah, that Ferrari Mercedes. had one win in, like, 18
1: months is... Mercedes have had one in two years. You're mad, isn't it? Absolutely yeah. mad. Um, crazy, crazy stuff. But we'll get into a bit of news. Let's, for... let's talk about the rumours, Jamie. Let's
0: get our clickbait yes. in, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Yes. Because so, I can't remember the guy's name. Was it Alberto to... Fabrega Alberto, or something, I believe? Yes. Very Mexican-sounding name. Sorry? Um, uh, yeah, that's says cancelled. <laughs> yeah, Thanks, sorry. Jamie. I'm not going to Mexico anymore, um, as if I ever was. But, uh, yeah, he... T- is a obviously Mexican journalist. Big is he fan Mexican? Of Perez, I'm pretty I don't, actually. not you, could, you really believe be he's Spanish? Mexican? <laughs> oh dear.
0: I mean, you know, keep keep talking. I'll I'll have a look.
1: Well, regardless, he's either a fan of Perez or Alonso. I'm going to say, um, <laughs> just to cover my bases, and he he's tweeted Spanish. <laughs> after. He is Spanish. Oh, well, you're so
0: cancelled. He's also great. listed on Google as a YouTuber, which is quite staggering. Oh, really? Wow.
1: Because I there know he's go. on
0: the F1 YouTube channel, but I, I wouldn't exactly call him a YouTuber.
1: Well, there you go. YouTube anyway, personality. Keep, keep digging a hole. Alberto Um Yeah, he tweeted after the Mexican Grand Prix uh, in Spanish, something like, I really hope the paddock rumour I've heard isn't true with a sad crying emoji. So, we he obviously hasn't told any more than that, but there's a lot of whispers. Oh dear. Why has Matt just left? Um, well. <laughs> He's back. We're <laughs> good to go. <laughs> what happened there? Um, let's just say I was getting a lot of Discord notifications from somewhere
0: else, so I quit Discord and forgot we were on it. <laughs>
1: Well, that's a disaster. Oops, um, to carry on
0: with your point, sorry, James. I will carry on.
1: Matt just left <laughs> Discord. If you didn't hear the notification in my ears, um, yeah. So there's a lot of a lot of uh, rumours flying around the Twitter and the F1 paddock at the minute. Uh, some of these include Lawrence Stroll to sell Aston Martin, which seems the most reasonable to me out of any of the rumours. Um, actually, no, it doesn't. The other, the most reasonable one is Ric- Ricardo after. Sp- very strong race in Mexico could be going to Red Bull Racing for next season which we kind of have known since Hungary um, with Perez doing very badly of course uh, the, the most wild one which would be very funny is kind of encapsulated with the stroll saying Aston Martin and Alonso becoming frustrated with Aston Martin could Alonso go to Red Bull the super team Max and Alonso
0: I can't help but feel This would be a fantastic podcast to do three years from now of how Fernando Alonso killed Red Bull and Max Verstappen from the inside. (laughs) Alonso has such a tendency, because don't get me wrong, Christian Horner has always had a bit of a man crush on Fernando Alonso. It's yeah. been clear, and there's been time and time again where they've had conversations, you know. I think it was 2012, there were talks about him replacing 08, Mark so Webber. they tried to get him in. 08, they tried to get him there as well. I can't help but feel that if I was Max Verstappen, and I kind of rule that roost, one of two things would happen. Either Alonso would expose just how one side of that team really is, in terms of how much support is given to Max over any other driver, and whether there's something else behind the scenes of maybe you know they get a slightly better engine, or this that or the other. Not not saying it's definitely true, but I feel like the only way we'd find that out is if it was Alonso that went there, because <laughs> let's Alonso be fair, would <laughs> he would not keep quiet if he felt he was at any kind of a disadvantage to a teammate. Or you no, know, as we've mentioned before, of course, you know Verstappen. <laughs> You know, we, we still have this little thing that like Alonso said all those years ago about Sebastian Vettel. You know, can he do it at a Ferrari? Can he do it at a McLaren or a Mercedes? This, that and the other. Could Alonso potentially be a bit of a threat to Max? Which seems alarming since <laughs> he's in his early 40s.
1: But could it happen? I mean, I think the media would say it could happen since at the start of the season they were saying Perez could be a threat to Max. So... I I would love to see it, just to see what happened. I think I it do... would be the downfall
0: of Red Bull, or Max Verstappen, or both.
1: <laughs> I think... I do think Alonso would say in a 20-race season, obviously there's more than that, but I think if Verstappen's winning 10 races, Alonso's probably winning 5. Like, I think he would be that close. I think Max would edge it, but Alonso is obviously way better than Perez in my opinion, yeah, so yeah. I think Alonso would certainly win races. I think Verstappen would just about win the title, but then, equally, Verstappen's never had to deal with a difficult teammate. So if Alonso obviously has a, a number of times, so Alonso might have that mental advantage of, like, Max says he's really unflustered, says nothing gets to him, but I think... Oh, I don't, I don't think any it. of us believe that. Though. We saw in 21 it kind of does. He just got away with it a little bit. Yeah,
0: A little bit? <laughs> he got completely so, carried
1: over the finish line. Uh, well, Lewis shouldn't have crashed him out in silver, essentially. So, <sighs> right, okay, and then Max <laughs> in the crash Lewis out of Monza. <laughs> uh, t- Lewis should have left space. I'll be eight. <laughs> but even so, I think Alonso in a in a title battle against your teammate obviously has that experience of doing it in '07 and doing it in. Is that it? I guess. I believe so, yeah. <laughs> I guess 05 at the first race of Physicala one So <laughs> Don't behave. <laughs> so, yeah, I I would love it if Alonso went to Red Bull. Just just for the, the chaos it would cause.
0: I mean, it would be a fantastic storyline. And yes. I genuinely reckon, because, you know, say, for example, we still had a Bernie Eccleston in charge. And let's be fair, with the recent news articles, he's not exactly... Averse from a little bit of corruption, is he? <laughs> With how dead 2022 has been, it would not surprise me if Bernie, if he was sorry, yeah, 2023. It would not surprise me if Bernie might have, you know, paid Rebel a little bit of money on the side to have Alonso in the car next year for the absolute storyline.
1: Mm. Yeah, it would be one of the greatest lines of all time. I, have no I doubt about that.
0: Think it would explode spectacularly.
1: I think it also would, but probably. I
0: don't genuinely know <laughs> who would come off worse because as we've just mentioned as well like when we look back at the end of 2021 Verstappen had Ian, you you can't really argue against it here i know you're going to try to but you can't really argue against it here <laughs> Verstappen after Mexico completely imploded
1: uh yeah Qatar obviously that.
0: got that penalty was nowhere near Lewis Qatar everyone forgets about 2021 yeah. it was such a dead race it was really the only thing race. that happened was Alonso got a podium for Alpine yeah, Brazil. He completely imploded.
1: Yeah, that was shocking. It was a <laughs> disastrous
0: drive by Max in the end. You know, don't, obviously, yes, Lewis had the extra power and all this, that, and the other. Yeah, but Max was choking. He was fighting
1: a losing battle against he, that. He was Saudi's fighting up a
0: battle, and he was fighting it badly, not strategically. Yeah. Qatar, say what you Saudi want Arabia. about yeah, Saudi sorry, Arabia. Saudi Arabia. <laughs> say what you want about the brake check, whether Lewis should have got round him or not. Max had completely lost his head. He threw it away on Saturday was given an absolute lifeline on Sunday because of the red flag, should never have been in that position in the first place, and then spent the rest of the afternoon trying to take Lewis out. He'd completely lost his cool. Abu Dhabi, he had no answer for him. Safety car completely saved him. We can both agree on that. And, you know, not saying Max shouldn't have won that race. Because he did exactly what he was always going to. You know, he's a Formula 1 driver at the end of the day. If you're given the chance to get a cheat win, you take it. You're a racing driver. That's completely fine. I don't... Whenever we talk about the end of 2021, Abu Dhabi specifically, I don't hold anything against Max. Because he did what any driver would do. He did nothing wrong, yeah. It was the whole, you know, force behind him. That, of course, you know...
1: No, I agree with that. But Max obviously deserved that title, in my mind. They both did. They, they really both deserve that title, and but if you like, look at those four last races. four races,
0: Max was not driving. Like no. You can tell. Like For how much he likes to talk about how he doesn't get flustered and this, that and the other, he, with 10 laps to go of Abu Dhabi, was a beaten man. You yes, cannot argue dude. against
1: it. And I do think Alonso has the potential to potentially get that out of him Alonso has that potential exactly. not that it will happen, no, it's exactly. all pie in the sky Alonso be great. would
0: have that potential to <laughs> you know, Max might win a few races early on, Alonso beats him a couple of times, they have an incident, Alonso says this, that or the other in the media Adrian Newey, sides Alonso's way once, or Christian Horner, sides Alonso's way once, Max goes for an optimistic move somewhere, they collide again team momentum <laughs> starts shifting, it would be a fantastic storyline but it's not going to happen.
1: Third title after 17 years, that'd be great.
0: Yeah, well, they implode, and Lewis <laughs> takes it from both of them, like 07.
1: George, George would, but yeah. Oh, uh, behave, where's George at the championship? <laughs> Sorry, ninth? Yeah, All right, something he's, like that. It's he, he's something like that, isn't he? crazy. But we'll, we'll move on from Alonso. And, well, actually, not really. We'll go to to his teammate just across the stable, Lance Stroll. If his dad, Lawrence, sells Aston Martin to whoever is the highest bidder, Saudi, wealth Saudi, funded Saudi Arabia, believed, isn't it? Yeah. Um, who do, do do they keep Stroll, Simply is what I want to ask. So, Laure- Lance Straw,
0: I've guess. I've been thinking about this a little bit over the last couple of days. It would not surprise me if, in this Saudi wealth fund contract, if obviously it goes to them, whether there was something put in that Straw retains his seat for 2024. However, I believe as soon as 2024 is up. That would be, he'd be out the door, and he mm-hmm. if if this did happen, I would argue that next season would be Stroll's worst ever season in Formula One.
1: He would just check out completely. I
0: think he would be absolutely exposed as you know a pretty mediocre best driver. The fact he's had what seven seasons now in Formula One mm. is should never happen. You know, people go, oh, well he's you know he's had a pole position or he's done this, that, and the other. Not good enough.
1: Not that racing enough. point in 2020, Max would have won the title. No, he wouldn't have. He, he would have won, won more than one race. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, like yeah. It, but, I, I don't know. Obviously, we think Snowden isn't earmarked for that seat.
0: But, of course, would the Saudi World Fund then change the Honda
1: deal? I don't think so. Where are they going to get an engine from?
0: Mercedes? They, they could get an engine from wherever they like. They're going to be paying any money yeah. they ever wanted to. <laughs> I don't know if it yeah. falls under the budget cap, actually, engine contracts. I don't believe so. Otherwise, teams would be given a ridiculous advantage for not having to buy an engine off someone yeah.
1: else. Yeah, yeah, it probably doesn't actually, but I think that's set in stone, so it'd be quite hard to worm out of now. So Saudi I
0: think, money, mate. Saudi yeah. money is nothing. Yeah, yeah,
1: it's true. They just bought a World Cup in twenty four, in thirty four. So, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I don't know. Stroll, his attitude to the media and F one generally is shambolic at the minute. So. I don't know. I kind of think he's he knows something about maybe his dad selling the team. Um, Time's yeah, ticking, Baruch. Sir
0: Lawrence.
1: Ricardo to Red Bull, we've kind of spoke about last week in the podcast. Uh, that's or, the one that's going on, to happen. Yeah, I think that's probably the most likely one, which is a shame. I think if Perez finishes second in the championship, he'll keep it. I think I, if Lewis
0: beats Perez, he won't. I <laughs> think... Perez might keep that seat anyway into the new year. Ricardo has one good race early on, you know, not quite like a Gasly fourth in Bahrain a couple of years ago or something like that. They'll they'll be looking for one excuse early next year to swap him over ASAP and I can't imagine Perez would go to AlphaTauri.
1: No, same. I yeah, I kind of think they would just do it. If they wanted to do that, they'd do it over the winter though just to give Ricardo a chance to bed in at Red Bull again.
0: There's probably
1: give- and uh, give A big
0: chance payout on Perez's contract that he starts next <laughs> year that probably diminishes massively after he's stepped foot in that car for one Grand
1: Prix. Mm. But if Red Bull do they need the money, <laughs> I don't know. We shall, we shall move on. I'm, I'm not but, convinced yeah. it's
0: about whether they need the money. It's about whether they'd give Checo the money. might be the bigger mm. issue. Because let's be fair, Ricardo isn't going to beat Max. Like, he no. just isn't. But he's a no, no, fantastic. He, he, the way I see this going is either he sits there as a the number two for four or five more years and then calls it quits. Had to finish him runner up in a couple of seasons. 2026 Rex come around and he absolutely gets the floor wiped with him by other mm.
1: teams. Yeah.
0: Or he goes back to Red Bull next year, has a pretty disappointing campaign, and then retires for good.
1: Potentially. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit up in the air. I think. Yeah. They they don't really want... Obviously, Lando Norris is going to get that seat at some point in his career. Of that, I have no doubt. But, yeah. What if McLaren like come gap. good? If McLaren come good, then they've maybe They've just Landon got their there. new wind tunnels finished. But I just feel like McLaren are very oscillatory. <laughs> they just do the same thing every year. Turn up with a shocking car, make it really good. and only really happened in the, the last couple
0: car. of years. Let's be fair. They've been mm. a pretty dominant team throughout Formula 1. They've always got back to the top prior to now.
1: Yeah, I guess so. We could see. We shall see. But yeah, Uh, Ricardo to me does feel like a stopgap. He won't do any more than Perez is doing, but he might just accept it more.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, He might sell more shirts, I think is the big thing, isn't it?
1: Yes. Yeah. Uh, We'll move on to uh, just a quick question. Do we think Verstappen is going to win the rest of the races?
0: Well, we've got Brazil, Vegas and Abu Dhabi plus Brazil Sprint. Um, I guess if I say yes that means I've got to lock it in as my predictions for the next three <laughs> weeks I yeah I think he will
1: I get this weird feeling I was talking about pre-show to Matt I just think Vegas is going to be an absolute farce and it will be insanely good scripted good scripted good it will be like Saudi 21 are it's just we going to go chaos. on a limb
0: now and say two weeks before the race is even being hosted there's going to be a red flag inside the last ten laps
1: There'll be a red flag at some point in the race. Uh, no, wait—are we, we talking car.
0: script? Are we talking script here, Jamie? I think
1: they'll—they'll they'll look for any excuse. I don't want to say they'll blow up a car, but I, don't, I don't think they'll, they'll blow uh, up a car.
0: I think that's quite risky.
1: <laughs> that someone will throw uh, like a banana skin on track or something, and then they'll—they'll they'll call a red flag out.
0: <laughs> I yeah, I I'm going to go out on a limb now. We're going to—we're going to take Formula One corruption on. There is going to be a red flag inside the last thirteen laps. Of the Las Vegas Grand Prix, yeah. get it quick, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Vegas will be insane. I'm. I think. I just get the feeling it'll be like Jeddah 21, where there's just absolute carnage and chaos. And it'll be. It could be race of the season.
0: It doesn't quite invite the same carnage and chaos that Jeddah does, though. I think that's. Have you ever driven the mm. track on the F1
1: game? I actually haven't. I it's, haven't had a game since then.
0: It's not a particularly technical track in the same way as in most of the corners are very low speed.
1: Mm. So it's harder to have really high speed incidents, which yeah. is kind of what Jed Jetta is basically
0: set up for, <laughs> is having a 190 mile an hour <laughs> yeah. horror crash, crash into shoot a, like a every year.
1: Into a concrete wall.
0: <laughs> uh, they, they were pretty good with the walls, to be fair. Around most of the track. It was just make mm. found places to crash that no one else could.
1: Yeah, it's true. It's true. Uh, yes, I think that's I I think Max won't win in Vegas, okay. but he will win the others. Interesting. That's Interesting. my cool. So we will go back to Brazil, and I'm going to ask you your quiz question for today. Oh no, I'm not well enough for a quiz, Jamie. You're not well enough at all. Uh, Brazil, as a nation, has the third most wins in Formula One.
0: It does. It has less than Lewis Hamilton, though
1: I believe it does have less than Lewis Hamilton, which is mad. Uh, 101 to 103. So, yes, I'm going to ask you, uh, we're going to widen the parameters a little bit and talk about South America as a continent. Oh, no. But you have to name me all of the winners from South America. Well, I'm if not I was, going to time before, you.
0: Before you start, I was going to say, Helmut Marko would say Sergio Perez right now. But that's <laughs> not true. You're
1: uh, not going to time me. Actually, no, I will time you. I know, you like, how many? How many answers are there? There are one, two, three, four, five, there's six from Brazil okay there's three from Argentina, oh god, there is uh and one from a different two nations, which I won't say because they're easy uh you' oh, so one and each. half okay, one each from another two nations, the start now, Senna, a minute and half. half
0: p k fittipaldi, Barrichello, um massa, and last Brazilian winner. Uh, we'll go back to that. Juan Manuel Fangio. Um, yeah. Oh, I lost one from South America. I've got six straight out the gate, really strong. Yeah. <laughs> Brazilian winners in Formula One.
1: See, one Brazilian left. Yeah. And he only has one race win.
0: Yeah, I know. It's a real... And it, was it 90s or early 2000s?
1: No. No, okay. I'm not getting that. Um... Is it more recent than then? The rest of these, there's one, I guess there's two in this millennium.
0: <laughs> in this millennium? <laughs> Not Brazil, have a whole South America. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Who else has raced from South America recently? Oh, I'm going to kick myself for this tonight.
1: You actually are. You've got 30 seconds left. I'll give you the name. Oh, Pastor Malinado. Oh, yeah. There I'll take
0: go. him straight off the bat. Um, give me the nation of the other one Colombia. Wait, was, oh, Juan Pablo Montoya, of course. Yes, that's, um, and
1: then two Argentinians and a Brazilian left. You will know at least two of them.
0: Yeah, I know. I will. That's what's <laughs> annoying me.
1: <laughs> you got seven seconds.
0: Oh, uh, it's not Reutemann, is it?
1: Yes, it is Reutemann. No, oh, twelve um, race wins. Oh, right, your time's up. Okay. He was he was the Argentine, but yes. yes, it was. Uh, well done. You got almost all of them. I'll there take the other two. They're quite hard. The only reason I know one of them is because the circuit. Can you
0: give him. me the? Oh, um. Jose Carlos Pache or Pedro Rodriguez, yes. yeah. He's Mexican. Yeah, he is Mexican. So you did you I a helmet. Marco. Marco. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> You've had, actually, to be fair, we've both been a helmet Marco, so you yeah. said a Spanish
1: guy is Mexican. Yes, it's true. So Carlos Pache was the last Brazilian. Yeah. And the other one, I think, is 50s Argentine. So, Jose Frolan Gonzalez. Oh,
0: yeah. He was a really so fat, he it... wasn't he, I believe. <laughs> you, you, <laughs> no, no I if really. you have a look at him, I swear, if I'm thinking Two of. race the... wins. Froylan Gonzalez. He was like a proper
1: oh wow shit like house. Exactly,
0: yeah. He raced for fun, and then had a Big Mac on the way home afterwards.
1: Two wins, fifteen podiums in twenty-six entries. That's not bad.
0: I'm so say <laughs> so sorry, Jose Froylan Gonzalez. Yeah, for... I and mean, he's dead. So okay, I don't, I don't he won't mind. Watching. His family might. Perhaps <laughs> if we've got any of the Jose Gonzalez is a big fans of the podcast, then I do apologise.
1: Who knows? Who knows? Uh, I think. We've got predictions to do. I think we don't. do. I think we do. Uh, what the so, scores
0: on the doors? I think I'm three behind I'm, you, aren't
1: I? I'm three ahead, indeed. So we've got a sprint race this week. Race at so eight as well.
0: points up for grabs. Ten points up for grabs, even.
1: We don't do sprint quality. So are you ready to go first?
0: I get to go first. <coughs> uh, max, 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 because I'm boring. <laughs>
1: um,
0: Let's check the weather. Lewis and Lando. Double British podium.
1: No, actually, sorry, we'll go... No, we will go Lewis-Lando. It's not going to rain. It might rain Friday evening. But it's not going to rain Saturday, Sunday. Which is I've, I've locked in my
0: predictions, Jamie.
1: Uh, pole position. Tempting to say Nico Hulkenberg, as he's done it before, but I will not. You had to get <laughs> that in there, didn't you? He's not even the, he's not even the most recent hash driver to get a, po- a pole thingy. Uh, At no. Uh... I'll go Max Verstappen on pole.
0: Actually, I would be intrigued to know how many times in Formula 1 history a team has gone to a Grand Prix where both their drivers have only taken pole at that race. It might be the most convoluted stat ever. That's a very convoluted stat. But I would be intrigued to know.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to think. Jano Trulli maybe would have been somebody doing that. No, he got pole everywhere, didn't he? Yeah, he was a good driver.
0: No, he Um, he only ever won at Monaco, didn't he? Sorry.
1: Yeah, he got a couple of polls. Uh, I will go... I felt every week I'm predicting Norris to win a sprint race. I'm going to do it anyway. Norris (laughs) to win the sprint. Why not? Okay. Max to win the Grand Prix. Who's getting polled? Oh, Max. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Norris to win the sprint. Podium will be Max Verstappen. Lando Norris and Charles Leclerc.
0: Okay, so we've both got Landon on the podium, but in different positions.
1: Yes. But we're both saying I think he's nice got sprint. to be... If he has a clean race, he'll be on the podium, basically, is, is the deal right now, isn't it? Yeah, so. it feels
0: like it. it. feels like it. But he's going to win the sprint, according to jamie on a
1: 3 Yes. Which we love yeah. to hear.
0: Have we got anything else to add, Jamie? Have we? Because you're doing the outro. I
1: don't think... No, I don't think we have. All good. Wonderful. So, yeah, that's the end of the video. I hope you enjoyed if you did, leave. this is my own YouTube voucher. This is really bizarre. I've not this done this in three years. Go on, Jamie, throw so, it yes. back for us. <laughs> I've lost my flow now. It's all over. Don't forget, subscribe to the podcast, to YouTube channel. Follow us on Spotify. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, whatever you want to do. Um, yeah, hope you enjoyed. Brazil will be back on Monday, or Tuesday, sorry, for the for the review of the race where Landon Norris has won his first sprint race in Formula 1. And... Yes. Uh, Goodbye from me and goodbye from Matt. You're not going to say bye? Wow. That was like pointless.